When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Happy Halloween, Fright Schoolers. Hello, Joe. Hello, Joshua. Happy Halloween to you. Happy Halloween. And a very happy... Two-year anniversary yes. to us here at Fright School. Oh, my Ooh. gosh. I survived another it. year. Yes, you have. And you've done it with just uh, bravery and courage in your heart. In my heart. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is it, is, do I still have a heart? Uh, I don't know. You I could mean, rip it out and find out. You seem to you know, still like those rom-coms. I love so, a rom-com. Yeah. A rom-com-com. 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 So, yeah, so this is a very special uh, little mini episode of Frat School that we're doing here for Halloween. And and as I said, to celebrate our two years of doing this, it's been so much fun. Yes. And uh, so we, the very first film that we examined with our analyses was 1931's Dracula. Yes. So... We thought it'd be fun to watch the 1992, I don't call it, it's not a remake, it's just a new adaptation, yes. I guess, of Bram Stoker's Dracula with uh, Gary Oldman and Winona Ryder and questionably cast Keanu Reeves and yes. uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yes, and Carrie Elways. Yes, and a beautiful soundtrack song by Annie Lennox, Love Song for a Vampire. It's just, it's wonderful. So we're going to... We're going to just dive into Dracula today. Yes, Dracula. So, so what did you think of, uh, of, this, of this particular iteration? Um, it, was, it was weird. <laughs> it was really weird. Very good. Um, yes. I mean, uh, did I like it more than the original? Yes, because I could follow it. I could follow it more, but I still had a lot of questions. Yeah, it's, still, it's very... Um, it's very stylistic. It's yes. a lot of style over substance. Uh, the heavy into that costumes designed by um, is it Aiko Ishioka? Is that what I was that the name? Yes, I think that's the name that you you said. That I said. Did I? Is that what I? You said? name it a said. <laughs> I'll find it. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, it's it's very beautiful. I think I think it's a very cool looking movie. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Um, I I I had asked this when we were watching it. I I, I was like, why does uh, Dracul take so many different forms? I mean, can't he just pick a body and stick to it? I mean, <laughs> for goodness' sake! Well, where's the interest in that? It's like, are you Joe? gonna be the young Dracul? Are you gonna be like the the man bat, like werewolf? Um, 
I didn't really need to see that man bat werewolf like you know doing missionary with Lucy. Um, that was a little <laughs> jarring. Um, yeah, it's a lot of writhing. Wasn't really missionary. I don't know. He was just you know going down there. He, he going was downtown. He was going downtown. Um, yeah. I the, yes, a lot of seductive writhing. A lot of seductive writhing. A yes. lot of titty. A lot of mm-hmm. lot of a lot of exposed nip. <laughs> It's very true. It's very true. Um, you know, again, this is sort of, you know, that, especially 92. What year did uh, Interview the Vampire come out? Oh, I mean, you would know better than I. Was that I. 94? Probably, probably later. I imagine it wasn't as early as, earlier than 92. So at least maybe 94. Mm, 94. Yeah, 1994. Uh, so, you know, I mean, this kind of, I guess, you know, it was like a renaissance for that kind of vampire. You know, I mean, obviously this sort of aristocratic, beautiful kind of looking vampire, you know, is not very, mm-hmm. it's not new to no. um, the 90s. <laughs> yeah. uh, but definitely I think um, this film kind of laid the grounds for that sort of renaissance. And obviously I, I think there's influences on uh, Interview with the Vampire. Yeah, for sure. At least stylistically the way it looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but long flowing, like very cavalier type hair. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes. I do, I did love, I loved everything about the like old count Dracula. Like, Oh the, yes. In the castle with yeah. the, like, you know, this, this bouffant <laughs> going <laughs> no, on. I love his hair. I t- I'm, I'm going to do that. I think, I think when I get older, I think that's going to be the look. You're going to have like, gonna, a, like a nice sweep it all up. <laughs> It's like a heart-shaped you know. bouffant. Yeah, exactly. The little buns. Looks and like the peach emoji. The, in the back. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, with a little braid, just a, well, giant braid all the way down the back. And I'm definitely going to get as much clothes that, like, flow. Like a flowy fabric? Yeah, yeah. I think I want to be able to, like, leave my bedroom <laughs> and, like, walk through the house, but my cape is still coming. You know, like, maybe it's still <laughs> in the closet, but I'm all the way on the other side of the house making breakfast. I think oh that's the look. I think that's what I'm gonna do when I'm older. Yes, your like your wedding of Charles and Die like style train of your of your dressing gown. Yeah, I think it'd be nice, and I can talk very softly sometimes, and then scream for no reason. Yes, exactly. At imaginary slights. <laughs> <laughs> the cats offended me. The cats will basically be living on it, and they'll just you know. <laughs> It'll be wonderful. Yeah. yeah, they'll be hiding in parts of the robe I won't even know. Um, how did you watch this the first time? Uh. You know, I I don't even remember. You know, I think it was just on. It was a movie that I'd seen bits and pieces of for a long time. Now, again, it it does have a lot of, like, sexuality in Mm -hmm. it. So I don't even know if we were allowed to necessarily sit down and watch it from beginning to end because of that. Because of the sexual, the writhing? Yeah, it didn't seem to be, you know, necessarily like a a horror film that we were looking at. Now, I, I mean, I wanted to see it because I knew Winona Ryder was in it. And obviously, Love Trick is a Beetlejuice, you know. So I felt, I mean, I watched just about anything. Like, I mean, that's how I found like Mermaids and Heathers, you know, is because I liked Winona Ryder and Beetlejuice. So anything else she was in, you know, I would watch. Um, But no, I don't remember, I don't remember ever sitting down and watching it like for the, you know, the first time. You know, it was just always, once it was released and actually on like cable television and then like, you know, 
the Saturday night movie. That's mm-hmm. probably, I mean, again, that's how I saw most stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It was like, you know, Fox Friday night or Saturday night. One, one of the nights they would have like an 8 p.m. movie, so heavily edited for television. Yes, that's, of I course. mean, that's how I, you know, most likely. A lot of saw. like up super, like super up close of the face, but yeah. like they don't show the titty. Or, right, or it's blurred, or, mm-hmm. or you know how they will draw stuff on. You know, I I'm not familiar with that. You never seen that, so like, or not draw, but I mean, it's like superimposed. Mm-hmm. Like, so they did that, like the bird cage. You know, when they're uh-huh. all skating around Miami and they've got like the thongs on. So mm-hmm. there's ed- the television edit. They put these weird like shorts on them that like kind of float. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so they probably did maybe something like that. Although I mean, I think the blur was really what would have been the thing in the '90s was yeah. just to blur it out or otherwise, you know, block. Um, you know the. Uh, the viewer from seeing yes. the, 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 the parts, mm-hmm. the pieces, the pieces, <laughs> the vittles. But I bought it. Um, I bought the collector's edition DVD. Uh, I don't know, a few years ago. Yes. Your DVD is very nice. Yeah. It was a nice little collection with a lot of, a lot of background, you know, information and production stuff, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's, it's regardless of, you know, the criticisms of like, you know, Winona Ryder and, Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Reeves, like their British accents, uh, you know, Keanu, like it just kind of, I mean, I, I like Keanu Reeves, like mm-hmm. I think he's great in a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've got nothing like personally against him, but I think at this time period, I just think he needed more time. So to put him on screen with somebody like Gary Oldman, who is just absolutely yeah. fantastic, mm-hmm. like he's so good and it's kind of it's a part where, I mean, there's a lot of drama and he's like perfect for it. Yeah. Like just the flourish of it. And he just totally revels in like this mm-hmm. ridiculousness of yeah. like, it's, you it's know, unmatched. Yeah. It's just great. So to see Keanu on the screen, sometimes you're like, Oh man, I feel so bad for you. Cause I mean, it's just, it's, yeah. it's nothing. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. Gary's just eating, just chewing, chewing all that scenery. Yeah. Just, just devouring it down. I, this is a thought that has really nothing to do with the film, so I'm going to say oh, it anyway, okay. as, as I want to do. Do you think <laughs> that... Oh, that'll be different, right? <laughs> do you think that Channing Tatum is our generation's Keanu Reeves? <laughs> uh, wow, okay, that is really left field. Um... You know, I think the or old, is it Ryan Reynolds? What is what has know. Channing Tatum done besides the Magic Mike movies? Um, he's done uh, Step 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 Up, the dance movie. He's oh. done uh, Coach Carter. And I didn't see that. I, I did see a little bit of that. Um, Hail Caesar or Hail Caesar. He's yeah, in. He yeah, dances and sings in that. Mm-hmm. Um, th- rumored for a while he was going to do a remake of Splash as the Merman. He is going to be. He is going to be in. Splash. When that's been like over a year. I don't know. I feel like I forget who. I feel th- like that's not going to happen ever. But we'll see. I will. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think the. I forget who the the girl's going to be, but I think it's going to be like. I heard like Rebel Wilson. I was just about to say Rebel Wilson and yeah. Channing Tatum. I just, it's hysterical. It'd be it'd be fun. Like I enjoy like the idea of it is yeah. great, but I just don't know if it ever happened. I, so I don't know if I've seen enough. I mean, I. I I don't know if I think Channing Tatum is a great actor or not, you know. But the same can be said about Yeah, that's Keanu true. Reeves, no, no, though. no, absolutely. I get yeah, I probably I don't I I really don't know what to think. I haven't given much thought to Channing Tatum. I'm not I'm not a huge fan, you know. And I'm one of those people like that I also don't find him attractive cuz mm-hmm. he looks like my baby brother. 
Yes, they he look does. very similar. He does. So like I never when I see Channing Tatum, I just kind of see my brother, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like I've never I I just I I've, I've never been in like you know. So yeah. it's like I I wouldn't really go to. That is fair. That's a fair assessment. You know, from like a queer perspective of like, well, he's yeah. hot. Just go see him like be hot in a movie, you know? Because mm-hmm. the only reason I saw the Magic Mike movie was... Uh, Joe Manganiello. Yeah, Joe <laughs> Manganiello. That's right. I just picked a name that I thought you would connect with most, and I'm glad that I know you that well. <laughs> no, yeah. that it was Joe Manganiello. No, yeah, because I mean, he was so hot as Alcide in True Blood. So oh, yes, yeah, I totally, totally signed up for that. Um, To get back us, to get us back <laughs> on track, since it's a, it is a shorter episode... Um, yeah, it was it was interesting. I did really like um, Anthony Hopkins as this unhinged, Ugh. incoherent like Van Helsing. Van Helsing. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not incoherent, but he is very unhinged. He's very like, ha ha. Exactly. <laughs> it was like he was like giving ho to the vampire killing. <laughs> it was like if if Anthony Hopkins did a like <laughs> if Anthony Hopkins did his his interpretation of uh, Doc Brown from the Back to the Future movies. You know, because, like, Christopher, like, he's a little unhinged, a little eccentric, but at the end of the day, like, he's getting stuff done. I feel like that's what he was serving a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Also... I, you know, I, I will give you that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also just was like, man, uh, Winona Ryder completely turned on this guy. Um, and it's, you know, then there was all that, that blood sucking and just like, it was so interesting to like watch her like suck Gary Oldman. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, again, we've, we've talked in previous episodes about how like the, one of the hallmarks of the vampire, the vampire genre is this idea of seduction. And you definitely got a lot of that in this film. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which, I don't know if that's just a hallmark of gothic literature to begin with. I mean, I haven't read the book, so. But, yeah, it was definitely having the seduction, which, which which put it into, like, a historical context. That makes every kind of, every vampire story that's been told since, how do you play with that idea? How do you play with this idea of the seduction or you, how do you turn it around? How do you, um, how do you get rid of that? I mean, when we talked about 30 days of night, there's not that, so there's not, there's hints at that of seduction, but not so much. Um, same thing when we talked about, um, the Lost Boys. Yeah, there's a little bit, but like, yeah, not that much. Yeah. And that's kind of like coming more from a place of like, Let's party all night, you know. Join, join us. Like we're the cool kids in the dark, you know. Exactly, we're the cool kids as opposed to like this really implied sexual thing. Yeah, yeah, and they're young and 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 I mean newly turned, you yeah. know, not like somebody like Dracula who you know in the beginning. Century. I mean, we started like yeah, exactly, like the 1400s or mm-hmm. something, and then it's like you know moving through you know 400 years of you know of uh, of. Of, of being a vampire, so, um, mm-hmm. you know. The, anyways, point like, yeah, the Lost Boys is just a totally different like vibe because yeah. they're all young. They're not coming from this like, oh, we've been around for a while. And this is a costume we're wearing. Like, yeah. no, they're really just a bunch of kids who were turned into vampires. I and feel like just want to party. I also feel like game. there was a heavy, there was a heavy, um, a heavy read on the like the romance factor and love mm-hmm. and all that. Like the, I appreciated a lot the story. Um, I think my favorite costume um, 
of the whole thing was his armor in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, the armor. And, and it, it was, um, her name was uh, was Aiko Ishioka. She died about six years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, did fantastic work. Just yeah. the co- I mean, she won a, a, an Academy Award for And that for armor is just work. like, it just looks like exposed muscle, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's very sexy. Like he's in it with this like flowing hair. And, yeah, you know the just the the hands of it, just everything. It's so yeah. yeah, it's gorgeous. And as opposed to like as opposed to the original Dracula in nineteen thirty one, where you know you it doesn't really go in. It doesn't give a motivation to why he is trying to seduce and like, capture these women. Um, it does a little bit more of that um, in this one, which I think. It got me a little bit more emotionally invested, and uh, I do love that. Like, I mean, Gary Oldman, though, like he—he's the one who really makes the film, and he adds that kind of layer of that complicated layer of like, oh, I've been waiting around for four hundred years, and now here you are—you're the re- you've come back, yeah, you've come, re- come back. You're the reincarnated version of my old girlfriend, blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah, no, I do. I really like the um, the what do you want to call it? Like the salvation of mm-hmm. Dracula kind mm-hmm. of in the end, you know? Um, and it's very interesting because I get like he and Monona didn't get along very well. Like he was kind of intense. I think he, you know, was just very intense for her. And so they had like a weird thing on set, but I, I don't think it shows in the movie at all. I mean, I think they have this very, yeah. you know, strong connection and um, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool in the end how it's like, you know, she, I, it was like Beauty and the Beast in a way. Yeah, like in very the end much. And telling him she loves him. And he kind of, you know, returns to he, his younger self. Yeah, he makes... Um, Just the imagery he, of it. He, the thing is, is that it re- the, he has a redemptive arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, And yeah, that's yeah. the weird part about it is that you don't... you. There's a there's a lot of sympathy for the devil in this one. Mm-hmm. And you have... They have this, like, big redemptive arc after he's, like, you know, basically left Jonathan Harker there, like left him in his, abandoned, yeah. abandoned him and, you know, to be just sucked dry by these, his brides. And then you have like, you know, him basically turning poor, uh, poor uh, Lucy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, I, and the, that whole thing has really bothered me. The whole Lucy thing of Dracula. Yeah. It's like, why even, ha- why, why to begin with, why do you need to have her in there as well? If, if um, Mina is going to be the one that, um, is the most uh, is the most sought after. I feel like she's just this like this kind of casual, uh, maybe not casual, but like a casualty of uh, of the whole thing. This like uh, she just happened to get caught caught in it because she how close she is to Mina. Yeah, but I don't know. I did love um, a latent <laughs> the latent homosexuality of uh, the cowboy and uh, Carrie Elway's character. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it was it was very fascinating, and you know you gotta love also like that Victorian <laughs> kind of uh, that Victorian kind of sexuality, um, which kind of pervades uh, which kind of pervades the film, and how you know again I mean classic trope of horror the slut gets punished right mm-hmm. so yeah 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 totally yeah no definitely poor. Poor Lucy, but she looks fantastic in that oh, red yeah. outfit, and then later is the like in the white. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such a great scene when yeah. she's like comes back down with the like the the child, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so because we watched this film, does that mean that next year we're gonna watch Dracula two thousand? <laughs> yeah, why not? 
you know, just every year we'll just watch all the hor- most horrible Dracula movies we can yes. find. We'll watch Blade 3, right? Yeah. Well, Blade Trinity, because that has Dracula in it. Um, yeah, with uh, Parker Posey. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, my God, yes. Parker let's, Posey. Let's definitely do that. Uh, no, I. It just. it's kind of a, a good, you know, I just thought it was a nice bookend, you know, for like two yeah. years and, you know, kind of to watch, you know, somebody else's take. Um did we mention, uh, I can't remember if I mentioned earlier, like all the in-camera effects and how they didn't want, you know, mm. they wanted to, Francis Ford Coppola wanted to make it as if, you know, it's set like when film was just being vented, so trying to... Evoke that. Yeah, evoke that and use just the in-camera effects. So a lot of the stuff that happens, it's like, you know, projections or, you know, forced perspective and, you know, just as much in-camera effects, no CGI, which I just, I really think is a cool idea. And another, it adds another layer of uh, beauty to the film. I read somewhere that he wanted it to feel like an erotic dream, you know, like an erotic fever dream. And that is kind of what it comes off as. He, he succeeded for sure. Um, I, I appreciated that a lot more because there are very specific moments where you, it feels like we are watching parts. Like it's highly referential and Mm -hmm. reverent of the first film. Absolutely. And again, like, you know, this is a great bookend because if I would not have, appreciated the film on that uh, on that level if I had not seen the first film if we had not done Fright School so look at you making me a better making me a better consumer of media all right yeah, I think it's very cool. And there's some other movies like that. There are some remakes of um, like the Texan Chainsaw Massacre. I think it would be fun to, to watch and, and to revisit in this way in these sort of little mini episodes. Um, you know, the the Thing sequel that came out a few years ago, I think it would be fun to, to look at. Um, actually, did we even watch like John Carpenter's The Thing? No, we haven't watched that because we watched the thing from another world. No, we That's haven't. Right. I haven't watched that with you. No. Okay, yeah. So I'd like. I think it'd be fun to revisit that. So, so maybe we do that in the future. You know, yeah, maybe for that's another anniversary. Another. We go. Okay, well now we'll look at you know. Well, whatever. Well, I, that was like the second movie we watched. So maybe that's how we can do it. You know. Yeah. It's like <laughs> we every, go back and revisit. Yes. Each year. <laughs> so I also you know because I because I'm just a. I'm just trying to glean meaning out of anything, right? Mm-hmm. So we're watching Dracula. Dracula gets killed with a wooden stake, or, well, vampires get killed with a wooden stake. Mm-hmm. I believe that the traditional second anniversary gift is wood. Ah. Uh-huh. So. Well, perfect. There you go. Look at that synchronicity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When in Rome. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, cool. I, I, it was a lot of fun to rewatch with you and, you know, as you know, all of your comments and that are just so fun. Like I get, one day we're going to have to just like sit and record, like and just, the, just do the, all the, the, of that. Ta- the thoughts, the things that come out. Cause it's like, what? Wait, what? Yeah. There were, why is he doing that? There was a moment where I was like, wow, it's, it's, it's getting steamy up in yeah. here. Yeah, you're and like, then, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. All the blood, all the lickings. All and the blood, licking blood. Of the, and the nipples. And <laughs> there was a moment where, like, like, Lucy is really, like, she is really, as the kids would say, feeling herself. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I love myself. I want you to love me. <laughs> yes. I don't want anybody else. When I think, okay, that's thirty seconds. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we're done. Yeah, see, that's why we're gonna have to like host like some live screenings, so you could just like yeah. talk, you know, give all these notes live. So, are you gonna? Is this where um, 
you 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 bit, you bite me and then I I lick I suck you and then we well that sounded weird. Yeah, this is, <laughs> we've gotten into we a re, we reconsecrate ourselves here. Yeah. Is this where we reconsecrate ourselves to each other for the podcast? Yes, exactly. We'll just have, take let's we'll just do a blood oath real quick. Yes, exactly. And then I in twenty seven years, an ancient dagger here somewhere. In twenty seven years, we can come back and to Derry and fight the evil. Yes, so I love it. <laughs> All right, Joe. Well, this has been very fun. As always, thank you, dear, dear, dear listener, for getting through this. Yes. <laughs> for subjecting <laughs> yourself to our nonsense. Yes. Uh, and we can't do this without you. We can't. Why and, would we? And I can't do this without you, Joe. So thank you for being here for I wouldn't year. do this if you were not here. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm not doing this on my, for fun. For, no. What is I'm not doing this for my health. I was like, I'm not doing this for, I don't, it's like, I'm not doing this for play play, okay? I'm right. doing this for, our, for us. <laughs> All right. Well, again, have a very happy Halloween, everyone. See lots of scary things. Um, you know, steal candy from kids, teenagers especially, because yes. they're awful. No. <laughs> be nice to strangers as they might be the dead walking among you. That's true. you got to be very careful. Because the veil, this is where we what, pierce the veil. Right. As, yes, as yes, 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 yes. Uh, anyways, yes. So happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, Joe. Happy Halloween. Yay. Bye-bye. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. Listening to the Geekscape Network. 